Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, doing the show tonight with my good friends, John and Sue. Hi, kids. Yo. Hey there. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about tonight, uh, but uh, we do always love to hear from our listeners. So please do feel free to uh, let us know what you think about what we're talking about now or what we have talked about or what you'd like us to talk about, because, you know, there's a lot of talking to be done and we're here to do it. So the best way to get in touch with us is email, uh, and that would be contact at civilpoliticsradio.com, which is, of course, our own special, unique website, which has previous recordings of the show and other goodies like supplemental episodes and the dedicated, focused Google search of our trusted news sources and stuff like that. So, you know, worth listening to that. Um, Yeah, so uh, I don't think... Uh, Nobody's actually indicted uh, former President Trump again this week, right? There haven't been any new charges filed since our last show. I haven't checked in the last 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There but might be. Who, who knows anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's up to 78 different felony uh, charges. Christ. <laughs> I know. Uh, My like, guy. Uh, My guy. He's, he's, <laughs> he's um, down. You know, it it does, I got to say, it warms my heart to realize that there is still room for exceptionalism in public life. Ah, yep, yep, yep. So um, <laughs> other than uh, making rich white guys like me continue to look good. <laughs> if that's what you well, want to call it. For the, <laughs> I'm waiting for the AG in Georgia because... She, she's got some, she's doing like Rico. So she's got like 12 people in a, in a, a conspiracy thing. And, oh, it's good. She's going to, she's going to come when she comes out with her indictment, it's going to be a good one. I think this uh, yeah, week or I, next. Yeah. I, I, well, I'd be astonished if uh, she, if she's released it, we're pre-recording this, but if she releases it, you know, on the day this, this episode airs on a Friday, I don't think she'd do that. She's she I don't think would come out with this with a major news story like this on the weekend. She she'd wait till next Monday, I think, or maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. But I mean, you know, it'll be next week, I think. If uh at the yeah, and I think their grand grand jury was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that they were meeting. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they have to yeah, they have to do it. So well, anyway, it's gonna be a humdinger when it yes. comes. So yes, indeed. Um and I, I just uh, uh, and, you know, shout out to the ongoing climate catastrophe that continues to wreck our planet uh, uh, <laughs> over, you know, over 50 people dead in Hawaii now because of uh, uh, out of control wildfires on the island of Maui happening in no small measure because climate change has led to uh, uh, the south side of the island where the 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 leeward side, uh, which gets a lot less rain, kind of drying out and uh, invasive grass species growing up and uh, uh, creating a, a a tinderbox environment that is not historically been there on the island. And, uh, you know, uh, 
just there's a lot less rainfall. And of course, also, uh, they haven't actually been hit by a hurricane, but a hurricane is moving much closer than normally they approach the Hawaiian Islands. And that is stirred flames. So uh, so that's all good. That's all good. Mike, I need um, you to stop being climate change's hype man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to need you to not, not to shout out wildfires, deadly wildfires. Yeah. I know we haven't talked about this. We haven't had a formal discussion about that. I'm going to have to mark you up, though. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, at our next performance review. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough being the producer, but you're doing it well. Thank you very so, much. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I think probably the most... I think the biggest news to talk about, I, and this is something we all uh, agreed on before the show, uh, just um, it might it's and it might at first blush or uh, looking back, who knows how how it'll seem. But it uh, when I first heard about this, it just seemed like, oh, okay, well that's a viral video moment that's kind of colorful. So of course I can see why that you know people noticed it. But uh, there uh, a I guess there's no a brawl broke out on the Riverside docks in Montgomery, Alabama last Yizzer. week. And uh, the more I learn about this, the more it seems actually like fodder for us to talk about, as opposed to just like, oh, did you see the latest thing on TikTok? Or, oh, wow, you know, in addition to like cats riding on Roombas, we've got folks in a fist fight, you know, on the Riverside. There's a lot more to it. And uh, genre, you would like to give us a summary, I think. So take it away. Cracks knuckles. So um, <laughs> so he, let me let me tell everybody a story about black empowerment and community. So there the there was this uh, this co-captain um, that was uh, in, in Montgomery, Alabama um, on on a riverside dock. There was a boat parked where a large riverboat full of passengers was supposed to dock. It was the riverboat spot. There was a pontoon boat, smaller private owned boat um, docked there. And uh, he couldn't find whose boat it was. So as he was in the process of pushing the boat out to like out of the way, like literally pushing it away, mm -hmm. um, these white guys come up on him and they start yelling they start going back and forth they, and we we know this because there are there's um cell phone video and people streaming on facebook tiktok things like that posting on on twitter um the so there's a there's a, a fight breaks out and these these white guys start attacking this middle-aged black guy who's just trying to do his job they're pushing him around and apparently there have been reports that uh they were screaming um f that n-word and threatening him with the possibility of shooting him i don't know if they actually had a gun but they were threatening him like with a gun uh this is what was overheard threatening someone with a gun in the united states is always something you have to treat you know totally seriously because yes. more because everybody guns has than guns. people yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody literally has it. It's terrible. So uh, there were like four, five um, white guys, if I'm remembering correctly, and they were like they started hammering on. Another black guy runs down from the from uh, there's like a, a walkway above the dock. So he runs down to the dock and he's trying to help. 
And then some other white, black guys come down to help. And then some other white guys come down to, and then the boat actually is able to dock. And I think it had either like a family reunion or, or some kind of gathering because all these black people just streamed off the, the boat. This is the, white, the riverboat that was supposed to dock there. Exactly. Which is, which, the what was Harriet. the name of it? Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. all these people start streaming off the boat and there, and it turns into not a fight, but a brawl. And the way that I'm describing a brawl is with like 40 people. There were 40 people there <laughs> just going at it. There were people, uh, but the, the thing is, and the thing that's most important, and for people that have been on social media this past week, you might've seen um, black Twitter, black TikTok going a little crazy with memes and jokes and stuff and talking about this. It's because this was, and this is why it's so important to me specifically, this was a, an example of black empowerment and community defense, which is vitally important for, you know, our lives, especially if you live in the deep South. Uh, this middle-aged dude was just trying to do his job. He gets accosted by these racists and uh, he's, he starts getting attacked. He's holding his own, by the way. Good for him. But then he gets he gets overwhelmed and people start coming to help. People start coming to help. And the more aggressors that show up, the more protectors show up. And that is it's so important to recognize that 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 this has happened because this is and there are so many wrinkles to this. That this is a in the Deep South montgomery alabama on a dock where there were slaves bought and sold like right there with uh a, like and just i i didn't see any black people being the aggressor everybody was there to try to basically stop everything and and hold them back there were white people that were running up into the crowd and then black people just forming a wall and pushing them back some dude got a chair, like a folding chair, and was swinging it and trying to keep people from from hitting each other. He, <laughs> and in the beginning, and this is one of the funny things, in the beginning, this 16-year-old kid who was on the Harriet 2, that was the name of the, the riverboat, that he was on that because he had the same color shirt as everybody else on the boat. He jumps overboard and swims to the shore to help. And wow, just someone just jumping, jumping into the water and swimming like 50 feet to the, to the shore and then getting, climbing onto the dock and then trying to help this guy. And that is just, it's, it's a, I, I, the way I've been describing it is, is a beautiful thing, honestly. So the people that are the, the only arrest that happened from the brawl because the cops showed up and they stopped it when the guy started hitting people with the chair, which is understandable. Um, they, they stopped the fight with, um, with only a few arrests, all white people, and they released arrest warrants for more uh, that, that they didn't arrest there. Um, and they were also white people and they were all like the instigators. There was one um, there was one request from the police to they wanted the guy with the chair 
to to speak to police. Um, I am hoping he does not, but they know who he is, so he probably should get a lawyer first, and then to speak. And this is just an aside. If the police say we want to talk to you, don't. And if the, you have to talk to them, get legal representation for the love of God, because police can lie legally to you about anything. That's an aside. So this is this is a like I said, this is incredibly an important thing that happened because it is an example of community engagement. Um, coming together, protecting our own, and making sure, fighting against white supremacy and white privilege, because these guys, and not just guys, these people, because there were there were women with women with them too that all were also fighting in the brawl. Let me let's not get it twisted, but these these people thought they could beat up a guy for telling them to do, to do something they shouldn't be doing. And they thought they could get away with it. And that is the height of white white supremacy and white and white fragility and white privilege. And if this that those those things were pushed back after this summer, especially after like pop culture stuff like the the try this in a small town thing, like that this racist song that that's been so popular. Um, it's it feels empowering, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> it is a great thing that happened, and I really hope that energy keeps up for as long as possible. I'm done now. I'm done talking. You guys can talk now. Sorry, I was waiting for Sue to, you know, because I've already done a fair amount of shooting my mouth off. So I thought maybe <laughs> for the last 10 years, yes, but <laughs> so so here's the challenge. Take take the song, try this in a small town, and change the words to try this on a boat ramp. And you know, fix it so it, so it makes have different imagery from the from the amazing footage of that brawl, which was I've I've been watching it. You know, they sort of get what's the on the town. news. That's what they try yeah. in the small town. That's what happens. Yeah, um, yep. that's exactly. Yeah, it was very empowering. It was. Mm-hmm. It was, and it and it'll be interesting to see. John, weren't you saying you thought there might be um, some sort of a um, celebration next year? <laughs> kind I, of I wouldn't tur- be surprised if turning there was, point. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, if there was something that like. Like it's everybody's saying like, oh, August 5th, because it happened on last Saturday. August 5th is a boat brawl day. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're calling they, everybody has nicknames like the chairman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the chairman, Aquaman, you know, it's it's really it, the great Alabama River brawl. Exactly. Yeah, okay. The the Bama River brawl like they're like the people are saying like the end you can see this outpouring of celebration through the memes and <laughs> because yeah. um, those kinds of things like memes on, especially in social media in this day and age, it's not just like stupid things. Like it's, a, it is a form of expression. And if, if you're smart um, people that aren't really on social media and you'll, you see people like making weird videos, like silly videos and stuff. There are 
emotions and and celebrations behind those um it might be funny and they are they are there are a lot of funny ones different video edits and and things and um speaking of something that we're gonna be uh, talking about in the second half there is and i will post everything that i found on the on the site and in the show notes links in the show notes but um there's a picture of the chairman like whacking whacking one of the the white guys that are attacking and it like above his head it says ohio voters and and in the um issue one in the and the guy's hitting it says um conservatives (laughs) bam like stuff like that uh it just makes me very very happy um and especially it like i said in this time where we are tired and i'm going to speak for the for black people we are tired um of of this nonsense of florida talking about how slavery there were benefits to slavery for example that's exhausting it is exhausting what i think is kind of interesting about uh, sorry there's a lot that's interesting about this to me uh from my very obviously different perspective but um part of what i find so intriguing about it is how there is a lot of you know in and of itself it's a fight between you know some people over where exactly they can park their boat you know on the on the riverside but the 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 resonance with the the history of the area and the way it the 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 obvious comparisons that leap to mind to, to other events um like one of the so I'd, I'd heard about this and i'd seen like photos of like you know guy with a chair hitting somebody when i first heard about this and i was like oh okay well you know that's that's colorful <laughs> you know and you know it, it seemed very like you know oh you know uh vince mcmahon and the wwe continues to pollute our society now people are just like bringing folding chairs to regular fights you know whatever <laughs> I, you know but i had no idea what was going on so i was like eh, whatever um but as i see more of this for example one of the things that leaps to mind is um uh and you know in my lifetime uh is seeing uh what was it i think 1989 when the video came out of those la police officers uh, that's when the riots happened because that's when those guys oh got it were acquitted because 29th 1992 yeah, I think so. It was it was shortly before I graduated from college. Yeah. I think it was March actually, but No, it was it was April. Cuz yeah. there was a fire in the streets. Tell me where were you? Oh, okay. It's a, um, it's a song by Sublime. Oh, okay. I, I don't know that song. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's I a, it's a good I song. remember it. I remember it because, you know, like I said, it was the year I graduated from college and it was a thing that among other things, the guy who gave my commencement address talked about and he said like, "Hey, if you're white, you know, you're going to have the luxury of forgetting about this if you want to. And that that landed with me. And so I've been thinking about that over 30 years later. It's just like, I have the luxury. Don't forget about this because it's clearly important. <laughs> you want to hear something um, funny? 
Sure. So <laughs> yes. the not just the not just like the 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 riots that happened and the videos that they were showing on TV like um uh in 92. Uh, I I didn't know the riots were happening then. I was in middle school and we were on a actually on a um field trip yeah, like were, a like a week you away. Like, yeah. You were like 8 or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like like 10 or something like that or whatever. I don't know. So no, I was like 12. Anyway, um, I get home and I see all this uh, on the TV. Like, this is like the first thing I see after spending like a week away at like in this camp, the science camp or whatever in spring. Um, So you, it, it's really funny that you were saying like, I can't forget about this because it, 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 it adjusts my, my perspective, you know? Yeah. Um, I can't forget about it because that I remember clearly, that is the moment I became afraid of the police. Mm. That. Oh, I went, because I you saw home. the film. Yes. I you came saw home, the film. I saw the thing on TV. I understood what was going on. And now I'm afraid of the police. And that has never gone away. I am 43. Mm. <laughs> that has never wavered. And before, I was okay with police. They were there to help. I was supposed to talk to the police if I was scared. Nope, not anymore. Now I see a, a cop and I'm like, nope. Even if I'm just walking down the street or watching TV sometimes. Mm. It's it's an interesting like duality, you know, dichotomy. Um, it's fast honestly, it's fascinating to me. Like the the way that we can perceive different important events because of our different um perspectives. Well, and and one of the things that I think is interesting is um, that was such a revolutionary event because 1989, like, oh, it's caught on camera. Like, that wasn't the norm back then. That was like a new thing yeah. that we could see this this event happening on the street and, it, it, you know, it came out. And just the people – and just I remember being gobsmacked, by the way, that's just like, okay, so we just watched a bunch of cops beat a guy with clubs – how did they get acquitted for beating a guy with clubs? Like, like they're charged with doing what I can see them doing. Like how was wh what anyway, but um, that's what they do. I know. I know. I know. I know. The I answer mean, is racism, but it just, you know, not, not tw just, 22, yeah. tw tw 22 year old me was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> like this, this whole thing in Montgomery would, it would be very, very different if everybody didn't carry cameras on them. And this is, and couldn't stream it live exactly, on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Stream it live or just record it. And from a distance, because cops can't confiscate like people that are like a hundred yards away and they can just walk away. Well, and that's part of yeah, what I think is 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 interesting. Also, is like the the police. I mean, this isn't something that was started by the police. Unlike you know the the LAPD deciding to just beat up Rodney yeah. King, cuz. But also, when but they, they show up, they confiscate. Actually... They confiscated the film from the guy that filmed Rodney King. That's why it was not shown for so long. Oh, I'd forgotten Shocking. that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that. No, they, I thought they, it was. That's it right. It was in court, right? It, it, yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't dash cam footage. Over, it over was, and over yeah. and over. Yeah, it was just this guy and, with and a they, camera. I, yeah, and I think they roughed him up too. I, you oh, know, it was of course not, they did. Yeah, yeah they did. No, they did. Yeah, yeah. it was wicked. Yep, they did. But but not here much, the but yeah they did. The, the police intervened actually to do the hey let's stop the the brawling on the um, in the streets kind of thing and they didn't make a ton of arrests. It's like wow, it's 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 a difference um that in part is because of social media 
And there has been at least a little bit of change in how our society is operating. Accountability. Yes, because it's like we can see what's happening now in a way that we couldn't before. Um, so that's that's one thing. Um, I mean, there's just the the fact that the civil rights movement like inched forward even more is because um, people just around the country could see how black people were being treated at these protests. Yes. Um, yes. And yeah. like image, instead of just like talking about it, images and video and pictures, those are that that is a way to to get people to change. It's just the 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 fact that people that there has been such an an acceleration in not not like civil rights like actual getting like protections but but fighting for protection people being loud about it because 50 years ago if we were loud about it we would get killed now everybody has a camera in their pocket and there is yeah. a loss of there is there is a loss of um privacy and there is a loss of thinking that you like private moments or 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 stupid moments like if you do, if you say or do something dumb and it won't be posted someplace that will be forever because you can never re remove something completely from the internet um there is a loss of that but there's also a gain because we like if i'm stopped i can just turn on my camera and leave it in the car and then when it gets stopped, I can set it to upload to the cloud. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's pretty it's powerful. It's, it's powerful. And it, and it's a form of protection. And the reason why we don't have as many um, police killings or police um, beatings is because now there are people that can say, Hey, I saw this here. I have video. It's not just me talking. I have evidence that I took by myself because I have a camera in my pocket and it's not because I bought a camera. It just comes with it. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need, I didn't even want a camera. Like some people just like, I know like, I'm um, like Sue, like you, you tell me about like people that cannot have cameras in their pocket in some jobs, like government jobs and things like that. Yeah. It's just like well, you, everybody has yeah. a camera in the pocket and which is why I think the, the police that showed up, not just because some of them were black, but because that makes no difference, honestly, as we know. Um, but because everybody was filming, the the if you're filming, especially a violent event like this, then the police won't just come in and beat people up because they know they're being watched. Well, and, well, they, and they're more ahead, careful sorry. about who they arrest because. Yes. You know, they wouldn't know what happened, so they assume the worst, right? And with all the film, they could perfectly well see that, you know, the white guys started it. Mm -hmm. And they were doing something they shouldn't be doing anyway. And, yeah, so you really can see who the protagonist is if you get film from the start of an event. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it really helps. Um, really glad about that. Really, know, really glad about that. I know we're coming up to the 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 end of the half, but I just like I feel like there's there's more to say about this. I mean, like another thing that really strikes me about this is just the the spontaneous nature of it the, and the way like it went beyond like this the the two small groups of initial participants, and just you know more and more people were drawn into it because of the larger social dynamics. Because in part, you've got a group of people who've put up with a lot of crap who are deciding they're not going to put up with that crap anymore. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't think that like, 
I don't know. That's a bit like, uh, you know, the, the Stonewall riot back in, was it 1969? Crap. I don't remember when Stonewall was. Uh, I can look it up. I feel stupid. I'm bad at <laughs> history. Sue, do you know where this, when the Stonewall happened? It was when I was young. <laughs> cool. We're all great at history. Yeah, 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 yeah. Riot. 1969. And I didn't have a credit card 16. either. Yeah, yeah. 19, right. June 28th, 1969, which is why, you know, June is Pride. Oh, Janis Joplin yeah. died. I remember that. Janis Joplin died. Thanks. Oh, the yeah, same day? Stonewall. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, in 69. Yeah. yeah, it was well, quite a year. And it's five years it's before year uh, women were allowed to own credit cards in their own right in the U.S. So Jesus that's Christ. We've, we've come a long way, baby. We have. Uh, uh, but, so I just, you know, I think there, there's a parallel. Yet. There, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and, well, we can maybe maybe we should go to the second half of the show and then maybe we can pick up some of these threads and continue on from there. So let's take a short break here on Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio. We're going to play some PSAs, promo station IDs and be back in just a couple of minutes. So. Please don't go away. We will be right back. Lift every chair and swing, swing up the sonic rings, ring up them boys with all them paws and things. Let Aquaman please rise straight from the water. Let us resound Black Air Force energy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Okay, so before we get back to the show, we are going to do some strike news. I gotta think of a name for this segment. But the most important thing uh, with the strike, and we are talking about the SAG-AFTRA and the um, the WGA uh, unions on strike, that is the writers and the actors um, that are on strike right now. Uh, the writers have been on strike for over 100 days. This has surpassed the, the, the amount of strike time that they had in 2007, has not surpassed the record which I hope we don't do, which is over 150. 
Um, but the WGA is scheduled to meet with um, with the uh, studios on Friday the 11th. So we are recording this on the 10th, on Thursday the 10th. So I don't know what's going to happen, but this is the beginning of negotiations. We might actually see some movement uh, in the um, in negotiations with the writers. They are not meeting with SAG-AFTRA as of yet. Uh, the other other stuff, um, we are hearing about a lot of A-list actors donating to the Entertainment Fund, which is a general fund for enter- people in entertainment that are being impacted by the strike. Um, we uh, had a, re- a rally um, a day ago or so with Elizabeth Warren in Boston. Um, and the as as far as the people that I follow on social media, the strike captains and people that are uh, striking in the union, um, their 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 spirits are still high. They're they're still feeling strong. Um, they people are starting to get kind of crunched uh, with with finances, which is why it's important that um, the millionaires are helping out the little people. Um, one of the uh, more interesting um, examples of how people are being really financially harmed, Billy Porter, who is very famous and a very well-known actor, he has to sell his house uh, because he can't um, because he has to worry about bills and how to pay for it and everything. So um, because, again, there, the SAG-AFTRA are striking and WGA are striking partly for uh, more pay and more in residuals. So if you watch something on streaming like X amount of times, they don't get paid that much for that and they should be. So remember, and I'm going to put a, a link in the show notes for the Entertainment Fund and a link with all of this information. But remember, support the uh the unions and support um your your local union if your if your job if people are voting to unionize there have there has been a lot of people that have been helped in recent months because their their workplace unionized i know this is a you know we go back and forth on this but this the 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 entertainment unions right now SAG-AFTRA and the WGA this has this is going to result in them saving their jobs and protecting how they can make a living making the things that we love. Darn tootin'. And we're back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And uh, <clears throat> thanks for the update, genre. Uh, I, I got to say... Um, I think I've mentioned this before on the on the show. You know, my dad was an investment banker for a living. So, like, you know, he he, you know, he worked. He didn't work for like you know one of the private equity firms, but he was absolutely working in that high finance. You know, managing billions of dollars, kinds of things, and trying to get better returns on investments or whatever. And my dad made a rather good living. Uh, you know, making six figures back in the nineteen eighties was no joke, but. Um, uh, dad had this had this way of putting it he's just like you know if you just you work on uh uh you know being a steward of people's wealth and uh try and get them a, a decent return so that it grows over time and they can uh 
you know, provide for, you know, retirement for the pension fund and so forth. And, uh, you know, that money gets out there and helps, you know, fund more economic development, lets more people like, you know, start businesses and buy homes and pursue their dreams. And, uh, you know, so long as you, uh, as a banker, you, you keep, you know, keep the 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 wheels well greased and running smoothly. Um, you can make a very tidy living, and it's and it's great. And increasingly, uh, uh, he got kind of angry, honestly. Uh, you know, as he approached retirement in the early '90s, and especially after he retired. But because uh, he he just said, "Look, the people who are increasingly taking over finance, the people he was having to answer to at the top of the food chain." Uh, he said they don't understand the meaning of the word enough. Like no. it's, it's like <laughs> you know, my dad. You know, I like he probably probably made a couple of million dollars altogether out of like the the the, the salaries he got paid over the course of his career. Maybe maybe a bit more than that, but you know, it wasn't tens of millions or anything. But you know, he made good money and could you know he paid for me to go to college and it was never a problem. You know and you know, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, you know, we didn't have to like get a mortgage when we bought a house in the mid eighties and whatever, you know, in part because the house we sold and everything. So all this other stuff. So it's great. Um, and just, you know, he's like, Hey, we're doing fine. You know, like there's no need to try and squeeze more out of the, out of the sponge of wealth that we're overseeing. It's like, you know, I'm doing fine. And, um, in total contrast to like uh, what's his name, David Zaslav, who's the head of Warner Brothers Discovery, <laughs> I was seeing, I was seeing that this fellow apparently over the past five years has been paid just south of half a billion dollars. Yep. And I mean, you know, half a billion dollars is a lot of money, and you know, I certainly wouldn't be averse to you know having a half a million, half a billion dollars drop in my lap. For sure, you know, but I mean, like that would be a reason to play Powerball. It's not a reason to like run a, you know, effectively a movie and television studio and then grind the people who actually do the work into the into the dirt. You know, I don't know. There's there's a reason why I'm not in this kind of kind of job. <laughs> <laughs> there are, they, actually, I was listening to someone. Um, he he, the, this guy like he he actually does videos on like, um, uh population statistics and stuff and comparing things but like he was he was uh there there have been people that have been saying um especially after the UPS strike ended and they got like a really really great deal for their drivers um why are it, like uh some Walmarts are paying people like night like $17 an hour you know um to to work there and people are like why are Walmart um employees getting getting uh $17 an hour when they're making more than EMTs, you know? And he was like, yes, that is a good question. Because in the in our current financial system, that's how much they're worth. You're not going to pay people more than they than you have to. So if you've determined that to get people to work at Walmart, you have to pay them X amount then you're going to pay at most X amount. And if you want people to work as an EMT, then, and they, you pay them Y amount, that's what they're going to get paid. Like without any, and, and that number is going to be as low, as low, as low as possible. 
uh, and which is what they're what they're doing now. Like they they were like, we're going to pay the writers and the actors as as low as possible. We're going to try to squeeze as much um, profit out of them, which is the point, which is the point of how money works in our country. You know, know? there was a a really interesting interview John Stewart did a few months ago with, um, was it Larry Summers, the one-time chair of the Fed? I can't remember who it was now. Um, But I think that's who it was. But anyway, uh, uh, this guy was talking about how the Federal Reserve needs to raise interest rates because they're worried about inflation is getting out of control. And John Stewart points out like, look, you raise interest rates, that's going to create more unemployment. It's going to it's going to raise the, you know, the unemployment rate and that's going to bring prices down because fewer people are going to be working or whatever. And, you know, yeah, rising wages, more employment, that is part of what's going on here, but other issues are, uh, you know, issues with our supply chain, the effects of COVID or whatever, and a huge part of it is corporations posting all-time profits. Um, mm-hmm. And boasting about it in their earning co- earnings calls, <clears throat> and John Stewart said, "Like, so look, your situation is that uh, the corporations are out there charging as much money as they can for their products because that's how the market works. That's capitalism, and that's good. Um, but it is contributing to inflation." Um, and then the workers are out there doing the same thing. Like there's demand for their labor and they're selling it on the market. So they're charging as much as they can get for it. And that's bad. And the central bank is going to take action to put a stop to that. Yeah. And what an incredible double standard. And, uh, you know, the the guy he was talking to, as I said, I think it was Larry Summers, was just like um, – you know, kind of didn't have a response to that. Uh, and it makes sense because it is absolutely ridiculously unfair. And uh, that whole sort of, you know, there's that that whole double standard of this is okay for us, but not for you uh, is uh, a recurring theme in American society. Um, despite It's a recurring theme in a lot of human societies. And when it was, say, uh, uh, medieval Europe with a feudal society where you had, you know, the 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 three estates, and most people were peasants in the third estate, and the 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 clergy and the the nobility basically got to push them around because they were better. And so, yes, of course, everything was better for the for the people at the top because they were born to be better, and so forth. It's like, okay, I get that. Uh, it's it's wrong, but at least I see the logic of it. But here in the United States, if we're all born equal with inalienable rights, you know, it becomes uh, just the most rank hypocrisy. And, uh, you know, that was part of the reason why there's always been such tension uh, around the way we talk about how we're a nation of rights and, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unless, of course, you're born in Africa and have dark skin, in which case we will enslave you. And, uh, you know, you maybe take you up to the docks on the Alabama River and sell you off. And uh, when your descendants, you know, in the 21st century, get upset that we're continuing to act this way, uh, you go and beat the crap out of these uh, uppity white people. And, uh, you know, that's well, it's the same thing happening in, in a smaller, I, much less awful way. 
can I ask can I can I ask you something, Sue? Just a quick question. Sure. <laughs> okay. Is you know that was Mike talking, shooting his mouth off, right? Yeah, I, 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 okay. Sue's our expert on capitalism here, I think. So, well, that is true. <laughs> is it supposed to be Larry fair? Summers is the president of Harvard? Was the president of Harvard, and he was the Treasury Secretary for a while. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. There Thank you. you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very smart bugger. Yeah. Very smart yeah. guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not, not. Tr- I wasn't calling him dumb. <laughs> so sorry. Go ahead. No, no. So just a, the, just a, a quick question. Really, really, you know, um, shot in the dark. Is ca- is capitalism supposed to be fair? No. No, of course not. It's supposed to be no. fair. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be. You know. The person that hustles the most gets the most money. The person that gets control over something, you know, they extract what they can from it. it it's it's a very cutthroat war. You know, it's yeah. really companies go after each other. You know, if they can if they can beat the other company by lowering their price, they they dump product and drive mm-hmm. them out of business. It's it's warfare. Yeah. It's not. Oh, let's divvy this up evenly. And, and look, the it's only tool in that, war. Well, and the the grass, right? When the dinosaurs fight, the the what? grass gets trampled. Oh, it, <laughs> the dinosaurs, yeah. the elephants. Elephants. We in diner riders now? I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> or when the Indians say it, when the when the buffalo fight, the the grass gets trampled. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd heard it as elephants, um, but sure, okay. <laughs> animals, yeah. grass. Yeah, we get tra- like that's yeah. the thing. Like it's not fair, and the then the people on top, their their job, like David Zaslav, his job specifically is to extract as much profit out of the things that he runs as possible. As the market will bear. Exactly. Yep. As the market will bear. He's supposed this, to redline it. Right. And that means yep. taking money like away from the people that create Anyone the content. Anyone he can. Yeah. The people Anyone that he can. create the content yeah. that that he uses to make money. The people that make it because he doesn't they, make it. Until they push back. Yep. Until they until push, they back, push and back. And now they're pushing back. And the federal and the Federal Reserve, in fairness to them, they don't have any tools. They have one tool. Yeah. <laughs> Raise the interest rate, which hurts everybody who's on the bottom of the scale. Yep, that's, sure. that's their one tool. They create a recession, which is going to hurt all of us. Yeah. Yep. It's, yep. it's, it's, you know, it is, it is the tool they use. And it's a silly way to, to beat inflation. But I guess that's in this well, country, that's how we've decided to do it. You, this is well, a you, scalpel <laughs> situation. You know, you, like <laughs> I, I, I believe the phrase is "with inflation now." Um, there's a handy acronym in that. I, we could probably make buttons. Um, so <laughs> deep cut. Uh, well, and, and part of the issue is like, sure, that's what the central bank does, and the central bank approaches it like a central bank. In and of itself, that can be part of the whole sort of system or or governmental approach. But there's no. Sort of, there's nothing else yeah, put coming the tax from tax rate back where it belongs. That would be I another mean, way to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my guy. Yeah, Trump. that'd be because a much better way to do businesses, it. Businesses, it changes how people think about their money, and it's not like, oh, great, I get, you know, I get seventy percent of this. When you get the tax rate where it, where it balances it out, it 90%. actually helps a lot with inflation. Ninety percent. Yeah, it was that way before Reagan, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, Reagan and, ruined everything. It, <laughs> and everything. Well, 
my God. <laughs> Ronald, there, what was his name? What was his middle name? Wilson. Ronald Wilson Reagan. Six letters in each in each name. Six six six. Oh, interesting! Check, I've never heard that. Me. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder, Nancy, uh, Nancy followed the, the astrologer, yeah, whatever, astrologist, she had to because she was married to him. Well, you know, I'm not apologizing for it. I'm just saying that, you know, that's, that's kind of this, the system that we have. And I, you know, it's, it's. It's going to be a little rough in the next couple of years, I think, very much if you if you look at some of the trends. And people are starting to – who is it that just came out with a currency that they're going to start using, I think, for oil? It's like it's starting – you know, people are rebelling against us having the reserve currency. So, just, And, it, you know, those things happen. And once yeah. that happens, we won't be able yep. to just print money like we do and, you know, well, bankrupt our grandchildren. Not, not I mean, in the same way, but I mean – you know, we'll still be a sovereign can, nation and able to print money. We can but. print money. We can print money right now. Money's money's imaginary. And, and I <laughs> honestly, I think, I, I I think one of the reasons why the United States is the reserve currency is, believe it or not, there is still more openness and fairness in our economic system than in a lot of other countries. You yeah. know, transparency, like, like, right? Yeah. Transparency we're still, and workers' protections. We're in still a, lot a of better other country than a lot of other countries. Sh- shockingly, right? We're still a better bet than China. Um, <laughs> you know, Moody's, the bar is Moody's low, but we down- are clearing it. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, before we went on the air, we were talking about Moody's just downgraded a bunch of regional banks, and they're threatening to downgrade some of the major banks. Um, and you know, it's 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 a it's a problem. Fitch's Fitch's who we don't pay any attention to did it last week. But um, downgraded the government, the U.S. government. But you know, Moody's is a little more mainstream, and they're talking about the banks being a little bit of trouble, given you know the high interest rates and where all their money is. I do have it's, a partial it's, list it's, that I'm okay. posting here. Well, so good. I, th- I didn't see it. I looked for one earlier, but I didn't see the list. It seems to me like sort of the 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 overarching theme, like from the first half and also from this half, uh, or certainly an overarching thread. Uh, is the um, the elites like 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 uh, the the people who sort of are belong to sort of the 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 political ruling class um, have been sort of running things for their benefit or according to their values, and uh, they are becoming distressed that. Uh, 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 the majority of people in this country actually don't share those interests and values and don't like what they're seeing and are starting to take steps to make changes. And um, the uh, uh, the ruling class uh, doesn't seem to like it. Um, and, and, and I'm including also the, you know, the there's plenty of Democrats who, uh, f- who fit this label too. But the, the extreme example that comes to mind uh, again, I, I think the Republican Party is worse on this score than the Democrats. And the state of Ohio is a great example, because uh, ever since the uh, the Dobbs decision last year, where the Supreme Court said, you know, this shouldn't have been resolved as a, as a matter of judicial interpretation of laws in the Constitution, that was wrong. This should be a matter for uh, democracy and people making these decisions. So that's how it should be. So we're going to return this to the states and the people. 
Um, okay, so now there's a ballot measure in Ohio to amend the state constitution to say, yeah, no, abortion's a protected right. And the Republican legislature did not like that. And so they rushed through a ballot measure, which and was they voted knew on. Pass. Yeah, and they knew that they can see the writing on the wall. It's polling at like 59-41 uh, in favor of. A, yep. Yeah, yeah. O- over, close to 60%, but not quite. Over 55% in favor of amending the Constitution to enshrine abortion rights. Mm-hmm. And so they they pushed through a off-year August special election, uh, one question on the ballot to basically say, oh, yeah, now if they want to you amend the Constitution, you have to get signatures from every county in the state, not just half of them. And uh, you have to get, you know, like – like more than just like one or two signatures, you have to get like, I think it's 5,000 signatures from every county, um, some of which are pretty sparsely populated. So that's actually a real challenge. And also uh, the measure then has to pass the, has to be voted on by 60% of the public to pass instead of 50% plus one person. And that's uh that's a heck of a change. And uh, yeah. uh, they were trying legal to tactic, sort of- but it's- Legal yeah. tactic, yes. And they yeah. were trying yeah. to sort of sell it, you know, paint it as something else. But uh, 57%, I think, of the voters in Ohio, they had like 3 million people turn out, which is quite exceptional turnout. <laughs> yes, for August in of August. 2023. You know, like this is – it's August. It's a special election. And it's not a, a normal election year. It's off cycle. Um, so yeah. that's, a, that, that's a big deal. And I think it shows – just how uh, how much the Republicans specifically have miscalculated, because this is not only are they out of step with people, they are out of step about something that will motivate people. This is going to drive. And I like and I like to call it reproductive rights instead of abortion rights, because that's fine for women. It, yeah, it's really it's a, it's a cross the board. It's a lot well, of, it's a lot I, of stuff. It, it's it's reproductive rights for for women and people who can become pregnant. And, and honestly, I also have heard people refer to it as reproductive justice or or healthcare justice. And I think those are also appropriate yeah, ways to talk definitely. about it because you know it is unjust that some people can't control can't make decisions about their own bodies because other people have decided that that's just kind of, I don't know, icky. it's icky or, or, or God doesn't like it or something, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm old enough to remember when you could even get contraception. So, you know, it's, it's been a long road and we're right. headed back in the other direction. I mean, I'm yep. old enough to, to remember when you can't get contraception. <laughs> so... Well, but what, when it was when it was when it was hard to get, as opposed to actually illegal. Yes, I, yeah, that you, was you the had joke. to be yes. married. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and uh, that's, that's and that's nice. crazy. So and that's and yeah. And again, like uh, these uh, wacko conservatives, these uh, uh, you know weasels that have taken over the toad hall of the Republican Party. Uh, <laughs> you know, like they're like, oh, no, it's not just whether or not you can get an abortion. It's also whether or not you can get birth control. And while we're at it, why do we have no fault divorce? Should women's be able to just leave their men's be just because they decide that it's not good being with an abuser anymore? No, we don't think so. Yeah. 
Texas. Well, Uh and when you see laws like that, it tells you exactly who those people are and what they're afraid of. It's really something I really enjoyed. um, I heard, um, oh, I can't think of his first name, Brown, the UK um, prime minister. Yeah, going to Former going to minister, battle yeah. for the girls girls of Afghanistan. He made really impassioned. Uh, he's he's running a group trying to um, get the international community to pay attention to what's happening to girls in Afghanistan. And it's just, yeah. it's it, it's kind of the same thing. It's it's like no one should have control over anybody else's body. Or I'm very libertarian. Or what they do with it, it's totally their business. So it's it's a very strange time. I feel like there's a a battle that we're having, and you know, I just hope that the um, the Death Star doesn't win because it's it it feels like we've we've gone back so far for me. You know, I'm 71, and I feel like oh my god, I feel like I'm a teenager again with this stuff. It's awful. The, Although the boat, the 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 uh, the the battle on the boat. Um, the boat ramp was was refreshing this week. So, <laughs> not that I like violence, but I I felt so. I felt like you know the guy in the white hat won. You know, for once came to the rescue. That people all came out and actually the guy in the black guys. hat won. His hat was black that he threw up in the air. Ah, fair enough. That little, that's true. <laughs> that was true. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the the good guys won yes. this time. The good guys well, won. So it doesn't happen very often anymore. Uh, get a fight harder hmm, quite so well uh, uh, I think we are sort of at the end of our time here Uh, gosh there's so much more to say and oh man Um, but anyway yeah we gotta wrap it up so thank you for listening to Civil Politics Nice politics tonight here on valley free radio coming up next is subculture followed by table of contents at 10 and okay asia at midnight and uh, we'll have a repeat broadcast monday afternoon at 4 p.m or you can just listen to us as a podcast starting tomorrow morning that's all good right anyway thanks for listening good night civil politics is a member of the planetside podcast network to learn more go to planetsidepodcasts.com